Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. As we end the year, it's time to celebrate here on Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. One thing that I'm celebrating, finally getting to have guests in our studio on Navy Pier in Chicago. After a pandemic of phone interviews, it was a great feeling, as you can probably tell from the way I greeted guests who I finally got to see in the flesh. For the first time since March 2020, is Heather Sharon, City Hall reporter for WTTW. Such a pleasure to finally meet you, Heather. So glad to be here. And he joins me now in studio. Hey, Danny. Hey, Sasha. Good How to are finally you? meet you. Yeah, in person. <laughs> and Reset Sustainability contributor Karen Weigert, who I'm just meeting for the first time in person after two years. Welcome, Karen. <laughs> Great to see you in person. <laughs> also here, Monica Ng, Axios Chicago reporter. Hi, Monica. Hey, Sasha. Good to meet you in person. Yeah. <laughs> so joining us now with the latest for our What's That Building series is Reset architecture sleuth Dennis Rodkin in person. Hey, Dennis. Hi, Sasha. It's so nice to be here in in the flesh nice with you to for the first you. time. Oh, Thank my you. goodness. Professor Schwinn, so great to finally meet you in person. It's so nice to be here in person with you, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Political correspondent Amanda Vinicky. Welcome back, Amanda. And so nice to meet you in person. Yes, finally. I love it. <laughs> now, since we're wrapping up the year, we thought it would be great to hear about some of the things you were most excited about in 2022. We'll hear some of your voicemails and calls in just a bit. We also checked in with Reset listener Margot McMahon. She's a writer and artist in Chicago who just published a book this year. Margot, how are you feeling now that this book is out in the world? It was just launched on Saturday at the Ukrainian Institute of Modern Art, and it was a kind of potluck gathering for the holiday. Wow. In that Aquarius Press published the book about my father's artwork um, that informed my writing. And... um, in attendance was so much fun to get together with generations of my family, friends from all walks of my life, including alumni and college friends and grade school friends. And, um, and then my parents' friends came too. They would have been 101 years old. Oh, my goodness. So for 50 years, my father painted protest. That's, that's wonderful. I mean, how long did it take you to write? Well, my father died in 2012, and he and I had started it then. Okay. So it was um, a little bit of oral history from him, but he was um, a man of few words and a lot of research for me to fill in the gaps. So we started with World War II. He was in three POW camps at in his early 20s, so that was kind of his training ground. And he really, uh, for the rest of his life, he parachuted in to the Emmett Till trial in Sumner, Mississippi, in 1955, the Chicago conspiracy trial in Chicago, and, and covered that with um, not only articles in um, newspapers and magazines, but he made a movie about that, which is at the Chicago Film Archives now. Nice. So we get an insider view and a feeling of what it was gonna, what it was like to be there at that time. That is wonderful, Margot. Well, let's hear from some of your fellow listeners out there. We've got Lisa, who just called us with her best thing for 2022. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the show. Yes, hello. Um, I am, it unfortunately, it was a horrible year for so many people. Mm-hmm. And um, the best uh, for me and my family included were from Russia, from Moscow, Russia. But um, naturally, 
Um, this has been just incredibly horrible, the war. Uh, so the best thing I could do was, well, besides uh, uh, sending money to Ukraine, um, I was to start a Facebook page, uh, Stand with Ukraine Chicago. Okay. Uh, where I, uh, as a photographer, <laughs> you know, I cannot do too much, but at least uh, every little bit help, I think helps. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, so, so you're a photographer and you started a Facebook page called Stand with Ukraine Chicago. Uh, that's correct. Wow. Um, and and uh, what's I, the response you know, been like? Just, uh, uh, I, uh, got, I get uh, messages from people even in Ukraine and around uh, some I get some followers from all around the world. Uh, some uh, one video uh, reached uh, about seven thousand people um, from all over the world. So, you know, at least it spreads the message and uh, it helps um, um, rally uh, Americans uh, behind the support for Ukraine, our government support for Ukraine. That's great. Um, yeah. Thank you and, so much um, for sharing. Also, also I try to support um, uh, Iranian uh, movement and uh, my uh, Chicago pro- uh, Chicago protest photography site. So oh, that's great. Oh, that's wonderful, Lisa. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really great use of, of, of your skills and, and, and time. Uh, let's hear now from Philip in Dunning. Hey, Philip, welcome to Reset. We may have lost Philip, so let's take a moment to hear now from another listener who left us a voicemail. Here's what Kathy had to share. One thing that I am most proud of um, this year is being asked to be a keynote speaker at the high school that I graduated from I, maybe 10 years ago. But what was special about it, it's a high school that is um, really focuses on helping um, students who come from you know marginalized communities and just have tough backgrounds and just feel like odds have been against them. And um, I was really proud to be a keynote speaker. And, it was a wonderful moment. It, it was a moment of realizing that I've come far. Congratulations, Kathy. So hearing from that caller, Margot, it makes me think back. And it makes me think about how good it feels to sometimes look back and, and be like, wow, I've, I've come a long way. Do you have that sense or that experience now finishing this most recent book of yours? It was amazing to go through the process and unveil what I had lived through, but my parents had experienced. 1960s, we were at the Michigan Avenue battle. Yeah. I was about eight or nine years old and walking down a hallway when my brother came running and said, we got to go. We ran out and dad had the van there. The sliding door was open. We jumped in and the mace was already in the air. And so we experienced it. But then to understand what built up to that moment of um, over four or five days of extreme heat, Police are overworked. The protesters are are trying to be peaceful, but they're running into a lot of opposition. And to understand it historically and look back, which an eight or nine year old couldn't understand, other than, oh my God, what's going on? You know, and we did go home and watch it on TV, but all of it was so unbelievable. Only to understand it in hindsight can we truly know what happened then. 
So it has been amazing to go through the process. And I will say the sheltering in place gave me a lot of time to deep dive into a lot of subjects. It gave us all a lot of time to to do a lot of things and dabble. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just joining us, we're looking back on 2022 at some of the best things that happened to folks around Chicago. We are talking with Reset listener Margot McMahon, who's sharing her favorite thing from this year, which was publishing a book. And we want to hear from you, too. So tell us what you loved most from your 2022 or something that you're just super proud of. You can give us a call now at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. Let's hear from another caller standing by. Here's Kelly in Andersonville. Hey, Kelly. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. What's your best thing of the year? Okay. So I finally, finally, finally have launched my own business as a graphic designer. Awesome. And Yay, you did it. <laughs> Yay. Oh, still so scary, but yeah. super thrilling. And I feel like it was something I'd always wanted to do, but stuck with nine to five jobs because they seemed less risky, less risky in quotes. Mm-hmm. But the longer I was in that job and staying there all throughout COVID as what I was being told I was an essential worker, um, and and really not so much. We could have done this from home, but I'm like, every it, this whole pandemic has made me just completely reassess my definition of risk. Yeah. Um, and realizing that everything comes with that. So you're just you're choosing what risk feels most aligned for you. Um, and the fact that I get to now instead of begging to work from home, I get yes. to choose that for myself and look out the window at snowflakes and listen to WB. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> Well, they say, you know, they say, Kelly, life begins at the, you know, the end of your, your, the other side of your comfort zone. So you you did it. You, you, you did step one, you started the business and and it's going to be awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Margo, your, your book, it's also part of an exhibition at the Ukrainian Institute of Art. What's the exhibition all about? Well, the exhibition is artwork by my father that informed my writing. Okay. He, like I said, he was a man of few words. So I started to interpret his paintings as an art historian and then write and trigger it, which triggered the memories of little bits that he told me uh, throughout my lifetime and then build that out with research so that other people could understand how much went into painting these crowds that have gathered to be a louder voice for whatever their concern was. And you've had a chance to go and see the exhibition? The exhibition opened on Saturday. Okay. And it will be running until February 12th at the Ukrainian Institute of Modern Art. Uh, It's Chicago and Western. What's that like for you getting so many people now looking at your father's work? It was amazing. Um, Joe Burton and Gloria Groom wrote the introduction to it, but they were also really blown away by seeing it in the expansive gallery space of the Ukrainian Institute of Modern Art, Um, just to see it all together and to see it uh, with each painting having a space of its own. Mm -hmm. What my father was so good at was showing the psychology of the individual within a mass of people who came to make a common voice for a louder voice for whatever their concern was. And you got the feeling they left their children at home. They left their job that day. Mm -hmm. They um, really were focused on if this doesn't happen, the world will not be right. And with that 
crowd-creating direction. We have experienced in the last 50 years of this artwork things we couldn't have imagined. You know, a female presidential candidate uh, debating with a black man who is a presidential candidate, and both of them are excellent, excellent candidates. And that is what came through those 50 years. And we've come some distance since. But it takes the democracy and the republic of the people to make that change. To make that change. Here's Tammy from Glenview. Hey, Tammy. Welcome to Reset. Hi. 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 What's your Um, story? My story is, um, my name is Tammy Metropolis, and I belong to St. George Greek Orthodox Church in Lincoln Park. And um, a year ago, we started this outreach, Hot Meals to Go, um, hoping, you know, Lincoln Park, you think there's not a lot of need. We started with about 75 meals once a month. We're up to 165 meals. We cook at our church. We package the food, and we hand them out to our um, people in need. And it's really the most fulfilling thing that you can do to see somebody get a hot meal to go. Um, We did did a Thanksgiving. We served about 145 meals. And actually, uh, this Sunday after service, we're going to serve a hot meal right after service outside of our church. Oh, that's incredible, Tammy. uh, Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly, um, we get a lot of donations, but mostly it's sponsored by our church. And the uh, the group of people, we have 35 people in our group that we work together, and the enthusiasm is just unbelievable. That's and wonderful. I'm just very proud of that. That is definitely, definitely a, a great thing for 2022. Thank you so much for sharing that uh, that highlight from your year, Tammy. Let's hear from another person who left us uh, a voicemail. What I did this year that was wonderful and exciting and fun was hike the Prosecco Hills in northern Italy. Um, I'm not a young kid, and it was really great to be able to do that um, and drink a lot of Prosecco as well. (laughs) That would have been my favorite part, too. Uh, I'm curious how you approach each year, Margo. Are you that person that always tries to set this ambitious goal, like, I'm going to write a book, or I'm going to conquer this massive project? Or do you sort of take it slow and whatever happens, happens? Well, when I started this, it was, I just need to know what's happening, what has happened, what it was that I lived through because I was going to school while most of these protests were being created in paint and distributed through magazines, film, and um, uh, newspapers. So at first it was just a reveal how what happened what is the history what were they a part of and what was their focus right. for both Mac and Irene my parents they both attended they both grabbed interviews and made movies and captured those moments and i think of it as a guide I something see. that has happened we can now as gawkers look at it like my father who called himself an innocent bystander and see how protest changes things. Yeah. And peaceful protest can. So over time, it started to look more and more like, okay, this is a book. And this is going to be exactly one great book. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear from another listener. Here's Maeve in Park Forest, who I think also has written a book. Hey, Maeve. Welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you so much. So what did you write a book this year and, and publish it too? 
Yes, it's a book of poetry. Awesome. What's it called? The title is The Angles of Our Tangles, and the subtitle is <laughs> Massaging the Corners of the Soul. Oh, I love that. Did it take you a while to write, Maeve? Oh, yeah. It's kind of a lifetime collection. <laughs> People have been asking me to publish for years and years. So I finally did. So then it sounds like you have a, a bunch of people who are standing by waiting to, to buy this book of yours. Yeah, it's um, I've, I've had quite a few people who we had a party and a book signing. And um, yeah, it's it's gone well so far. Oh, well, that's awesome. Congratulations, Maeve. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's uh, hear from Nick in Elk Grove. Welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks for having me. So what happened to you this year? Well, since COVID, um, been working from home, like a lot of people, and tons of time around my little kids, one, four, and six-year-olds. So it's just chaos, all boys. So grateful for it. But also, with the extra time, I finally, like a lot of people, had more time for hobbies and passions and everything. And so I started, during all that time, working on writing, recording music, which is something I kind of used to do, but okay. didn't have time. And finally got around to releasing one of the songs. It's called Carry These Moments, and it's really kind of for the kids. It's about core memories and legacy and my hopes and dreams for them. And um, if anybody out there has a chance to listen to it, I'd love anybody, parents, anybody to give it a listen. Carry These Moments. Uh, my name's Nick Cosentino. Nick, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Awesome. All right, let's hear another voicemail. Hi, this is Romeo. Um there's a lot of amazing things that happened to me this year, but one of the best things that I did for myself was go to Amsterdam by myself. It was great because I got to meet a lot of new people, and with being lonely for a couple of days, it really pushed me out of my shell and uh, helped me out and has helped me immensely with my work and my life and my relationships. So, Margo, did you have a chance to, to travel at all this year? We heard someone who went to per- Prosecco Hills and, and now Romeo and his trip to Amsterdam. Yes, we had a family wedding in London. Oh, wow. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend. That's awesome. And my husband and I tagged on um, Barcelona. Oh. So we had a few days there, which was beautifully How close. was Barcelona? Really, really nice. We kind of picked it because it would be warmer than <laughs> London. And True. Both were warmer than here. <laughs> um, but it was really quite remarkable. We found a place that we could walk to almost everything. Oh, wow. um, and visited um, the Rowe Museum, Picasso Museum, um, went to concerts and masked up and sat far away. But we were able to, like, travel. And the world is still there. Oh, that's, Proof. that's awesome. That sounds fantastic. All right. Before we go, let's hear one more voicemail. My name is Wes Ketchum, Logan Square. And the best thing I did this year was uh, my wife and I took our two young kids, eight and ten, and the dog, and drove around out west uh, with a trailer and camped and hit the national parks for like a month. And it was time. It was a whole lot of time close together and incredibly well spent. That is awesome. What are you looking forward to? If you have to look ahead now to 2023, because that's coming up in, what, a week? What are you looking forward to, Margo? I am looking forward to time with my family this week. <laughs> um, and also, I uh, out of this writing, I've come up with another 
book that is more historical fiction, and it's looking at the 1850s, this remarkable time that's similar to ours, and how democracy was created and the importance of people uh, in making um, not only what their their government would be after coming out of Europe. They Mm -hmm. could have come from anywhere, but this particular group is Irish Catholic from Northern Ireland, and they uh, also in the 1850s was the suffragist movement. So the women are on the back porch talking suffragists, and the men are on the front porch talking finances and land ownership and um, what they have to do to run um, their tiny little settlement in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Uh, but when I think about what I want to look forward to for 2023, I realize I haven't put a lot of thought into it just yet. I feel like I'm just kind of I'm going and going and I'm on this sort of hamster wheel where I just kind of I deal with the next day and the next day. Uh, I don't know if you ever get caught up in in those kinds of moments, but I think maybe what I would love to do is because I'm on this travel thing lately. I I want to go somewhere that I haven't been before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got a milestone birthday coming up next year. So maybe that would be a good time to do it. What do you think? I would do it sooner. You would do it sooner. (laughs) (laughs) If you could find a window. Because you could always do it at your birthday as well. That's true. But, um, you know, you never know because it, we're kind of traveling within windows of when we can. And um, hard telling what is uh, what Omicron is going to turn into. So oh, yeah. I would just, uh, when you find an opening, go out there and see the world. It is still there. I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> is your book, you think, going to take you on some more travels? Um, yes, I've had a lot of wonderful opportunities to talk about my writing at um, the Lake Forest Library, Winneka Library, um, and um, my n- new writing is about the Adirondacks. So my husband and I went there Columbus Day weekend and hiked the areas that um, this settlement was Yeah, and got to see uh, stone foundations of the cabins that they lived in. And it was... Uh, and besides being spectacularly beautiful with the leaf change, it was really great to walk around and feel the history there. That was Margot McMahon, artist and author of the new book, Resist, A Visual History of Protest. Thank you so much for joining us, Margot. This episode of Reset was produced and edited by Andrew Merriweather. If you want to start 2023 right, then I have a suggestion. Subscribe to our podcast. You'll stay up to date on all the important stories in Chicago and beyond, and you'll have the most interesting things to talk about at those dinner parties. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.